The Kinky Boys Podcast. Exploring one kink at a time. Hello, welcome to the Kinky Boys Podcast. I'm Craig. And today we're going into a very unique topic. We are talking about cannibalism fantasies and role play. And with us to help it, I have a lovely couple, uh, Bo and Porkchop. If you'd like to introduce yourselves, um, I'm, my name is Porkchop. I am <laughs> a uh, cannibal role play fetishist. Uh, uh, I've actually been it from the start, as opposed to my uh, my sir Bo, who uh, mm-hmm. I introduced to uh, the, the the fetish. Yeah, um, I. I... Like you said, I was introduced to the fetish by Porkchop, and um, I, I had been in the BDSM community for a while. Um, I had been into puppy play and things like that, um, and then I was very quickly introduced to uh, this fetish, and it opened up a whole new world. <laughs> so, obviously, now, a lot of people listening will probably hear the word cannibal and kind of go, ooh maybe this is a bit much for me uh maybe we should break it down what the play actually involves sort of what's oh, absolutely. it absolutely so i think on the most base level this fetish uh taps in- into a lot of what you would get out of food play and i'm actually not sure food play previously as a mm-hmm. fetish uh but food play is generally getting sexual arousal from using food during sex and that could be anything from uh you know kinky whipped cream and hot and and uh chocolate sauce all the way up to um you know reaming someone with <laughs> carrot for example <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's kind of a base point however now this usually goes kind of beyond just food play using sex as items you're introducing two kind of minds a power exchange and the other one is an objective as now, obviously, this is all in fantasy, I should uh, mm-hmm. make very clear. This is not actually trying to uh, actually factually eat someone. Um, so it, a lot of it is trying to put yourself in the mindset of um, this power exchange. So for me, a lot of it is uh, giving myself over to my sir. Whereas, and that, that seems pretty normal for a lot of um, uh, uh, dom-sub relationships, where, where oftentimes you've got... Um, you know, a slave who is going to give themselves uh, bodily, mentally to their sir. I get off taking it a little bit further and saying that not only am I giving myself to my sir, I'm giving my life to my sir. And in doing so, I'm framing this whole relationship around I'm going to be developed into meat or the best meat. In some ways, it actually works out very well for me uh, because it allows me to uh, frame things in a arousing way but also in a way that makes sense. So say um, if I am you know, working out, I can kind of motivate myself a little bit better because obviously I'm making my meat better for my sir. <laughs> Something if with... I may, um, <laughs> I would completely agree that it is, at least for me, for the most part, about that. Um, physically giving himself to me, um, not just mentally and in his mindset, but physically giving his body to me to do with as I see fit. Um, of course, like he said, it is not at all about actually factually eating someone, um, but it, it's a lot more just knowing that 
that complete ownership is there. Um, he is mine. Um, and that's, that's a really good feeling. So it's very much like almost a symbolic act. Yeah. Uh, it right. represents a level so. of devotion and giving over. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. And I'd also say the other half to it, and I, I, this is kind of what also gets me going, is the the objectification side of it. Um, obviously, like I said, introducing food play, uh, but it's also kind of that mental um, position of, okay, as my sir is going through the steps of preparing me in one way or another, he is, so uh, as he, say, putting me onto a pan and glazing me or something like that, I'm becoming something more desired and better. Now, this isn't like a, um, a a self-esteem thing i obviously have i feel i have very good image and all that mm -hmm. but it's very much the wanting to become that object of desire and i know a lot of people do get that out of say you know just other objectification being made into something that is desirous <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's kind of another hook into this whole uh, mindset well it's i find that quite interesting because in the uk a lot of cooking shows follow the lead. It was an, it was initially started by a chef called Nigella. Is she big over in the States? Um, you know, I think I've seen her somewhat. at least somewhat, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. her whole gimmick is everything is very soft focus. And, you know, there's long lingering shots of her, like, massaging, um, you know, uh, words are failing me. Massaging. It's food, it's food porn. Yeah, it yeah. is. Effectively, yeah. <laughs> Slow massaging of a very large and meaty roast, gently yeah. working that 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 spice rub into the bare flesh and caressing it with the oil. I, a lot of uh, the ways right, that we phrase, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the ways we food is very sexualized. I mean, if you think of the way that cooking shows describe food, they're almost describing sex. They're calling things moist with a sexualization. Oh, hold on, you so, blank. Sorry, if I could... Wanting to be that object, be that food that is being made into... All Sorry, if things. I could stop kind you, of... you, your okay. um, microphone cut out. Oh. Could you rewind and start saying that again? Whereabouts? Uh, from the top? Uh, okay. Just about... Um, oh gosh, memory. Uh, start... It's food porn, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... Thank yeah, you, thank exactly. you. Uh, and you by... Um, and usually the way that we frame food in a cooking sense is very sexualized. You get a lot of descriptors that you'll find in porn also in um, how we describe our food. I mean, it's moist, it's sizzling, it's, it's juicy, it's plump, it's dripping. All of these things are, you know, right at home with a normal uh, uh, porn uh, flick. <laughs> so it's kind of along those lines of wanting to identify with the meat on the table. Um, and I feel it kind of goes hand in hand. Okay, so maybe we should talk about what would an ideal scene for you look like? How, how do you... What sort of process do you two go through when you're basically doing this sort of role play? So, uh... Oh, go ahead. Um, a lot of it tends to be based in the headspace um, much like it would be for any other role play, um, I tend to draw the parallels to puppy play a lot uh, because it is getting into that headspace and becoming that meat. Um, so a lot of it is sensory, uh, be it sensory deprivation or otherwise. Um, of course, as a dom, I don't actually want to cause harm to my sub, but if feels like and 
something is going to happen to him and that turns him on, great. Um, but then it becomes my job to figure out how to do that and not actually hurt him. Um, so a lot of things that come into play, play and uh, knife play and things like that. Um, but of course, taking safety into consideration while you're doing Definitely a lot of setting the scene as well. Um, there is that can be done just by playing audio of a campfire, you know, just looking up campfire for 10 hours on YouTube and having that playing in the background or, you know, background kitchen noises from, you know, taken from a, a, a prep kitchen, for example, where you get that sound of chopping and the sound of a bustling kitchen and things being, you know, flaring up and heated a lot. It almost takes on a, uh, a guided imagery or a hip aspect um, <laughs> that you're trying to make the sub feel that this um in addition scenes can also be as small or as big as you want uh i mean I, we've had countless times where all we've done is he folded me he's run the uh, uh sounds of a kitchen going on and just kind of talked into my ear and stroked me off <laughs> but there's so many other things you, you can do so i mean for me my ideal scene would involve a bit more and obviously this, but a bit more uh, work and involvement, things like um, you know being mm -hmm. trussed up mm -hmm. in something that is a bit more um, sturdy. So you know, rope, um, something that can get a little sticky. If you're going to say use honey as a glaze, carefully brushing that on to my most sensitive areas. And another good tip to mm -hmm. that is little goes a long way. Uh, you don't need to get your entire room covered in honey and little honey footprints all the way to the shower. You can um, uh, you can make do usually pretty with, with small amounts. But even well, something like... You know, I, oh, I've yeah, got a few right. gunge friends who would probably disagree with that <laughs> statement. But... Okay, you can do some <clears throat> big amounts as well. <laughs> uh, but in addition to that, even simple things like um, you know going out and buying, say, 15 bucks worth of... Um, you know, uh, potatoes, carrots, mm -hmm. and maybe some lettuce. You can dress up a scene real nice just by tucking that in next to your sub and allowing them to feel like they are, you know, the roast right in the middle of the pan. Also makes for very good photos. <laughs> I have to say, I remember it certainly does. a porn video quite a while ago. It's one of those ones I've never been able to find where they got like the arse and nose hook that you always see mm -hmm. and just stuck the sub on a tray with a big apple in his mouth as the centerpiece for a kinky dinner. And it Absolutely. did make an awesome image. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I would, to, I would absolutely... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, to uh, caveat that, I would say that starts even well before um, the scene, because a lot of it has to do with getting your sub in that. So take them to the grocery store with you, walk them by the meat counter, on the way to pick up the vegetables that they will be quote unquote roasted with. Um, and uh, <laughs> there are lots of little things that, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. I will also say, even just the act, uh, and we are both definitely foodies, we cook a lot together in ways. So a lot of, even just the act of cooking together has been a great way of kind of keeping that touch. And, you know, even something as simple as looking over at me as he's doing the chopping is uh, enough to get me squirming a bit. It may not be if you're more of a into a deeper fetish, but, you know, it's still something fun that you can do and tease about. <laughs> oh, wow. So it really sounds it's a lot, it plays a lot with the senses. 
because obviously you can't really go through with this, um, or at least I'm guessing legally you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, but only once. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, <clears throat> so yeah, it, it is a lot of sense play and setting the scene and just in building a mindset through a very intense sort of role play. Absolutely. Um, one thing I'm always interested in is when did you first realize you had this fetish? That's a question for Porkchop, um, because he got me into this fetish, um, so he'll probably be able to give you a better answer for that. <laughs> Dragged you kicking and screaming. <laughs> so I, I have always been, as far back as I can remember, I've always had a with this. I, I mean, I can think back to watching, you know, Looney Tunes cartoons when Bugs Bunny was being put into a pot or being, you know, put onto a rotisserie uh-huh. and always having this halfway um, either um, afraid but also can't look away kind of feeling. Um, okay. I don't it ever... I, I think that what made it into more of a fetish is that started sexualizing it when i was going through puberty i'm not sure why i'm not sure how it happened but it was comfortable um i have great memories of way way back when i was you know feeling out things and i'd uh pretend that laying on my pillow was me on a roasting pan um that said i had no idea one that anything more than personal pleasure i didn't Mm -hmm. know that there were people out there like me who had this uh, who were interested in it, and uh, you know, through the magic of the internet, I found that there were more people. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I hesitate community because one, the community that I have seen is very skittish, and probably for trust is a huge part. This isn't just a fetish that you want, you know, have a hookup for, uh-huh. um, unless you're looking for a very big event. Uh, in the sense of um you know it's also a fetish that um seems very dispersed across Mm -hmm. the world um i know probably five people who have this this fetish (laughs) that i know very well that i would also trust to play with and one of them is my sir and he lives close to me all the rest are all across the world so it's kind of hard for me to find someone I, i i that's why I would hesitate to call it a community, but there is mm-hmm. a very active group of people who are making content like this. Um, and it is an actual fetish out there. Uh, so that was kind of how I came into it. And, and you know, once I kind of, okay, I really like role-playing this kind of scene. It's a little weird, maybe, but in the same turn, I can explain it to people. And uh, honestly, most of my friends who know about it, they actually laugh about it more than I laugh about it. One thing talking to you guys, yeah. I mean, one thing talking to you guys that's um, opening up is it's seen as this big scary thing just because mostly it's like words like cannibalism are kept to horror movies, yeah. And it is seen as this very violent, um, distressing activity. Except, like a lot of fetishes, once you flip that around and you really you enjoy it, it can become something very fun and interesting right absolutely yeah Yeah. and once you kind of disarm it i think people understand and when people understand the why behind it 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 becomes not threatening or even fun and something you can (laughs) joke about (laughs) 
so Bo, how you obviously pork chop got you into this? How how was that process for you? What what talk us through it? What happened? <laughs> right. Um, so we met via a mutual friend who happens to be pork chop roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came over to visit him, and of course ran into pork chop, and we really hit it off. We, we started talking back, you know, started talking about kink, and he was into this, and thought, well, this is interesting let's give it a shot because i'm i'm not one to turn down any uh any fetish so um you know we role played online a couple times and this that and other (laughs) and um after after we'd been with each other for a while i kind of started thinking about it you know like i'm from the south i'm a very typical image of an american um i grew up back in the woods gun toting my childhood where I saw the process of like harvesting an animal and butchering it and cooking it and eating it. Mm-hmm. And there was always something very special about that, something uh, respectful. And uh, I would almost say spiritual about it um, because it's very connecting. It brings you back to the earth and kind of your primal that a lot in the, in play with him. Um, but that's something that I've always been around and I realized, yeah, I do actually really enjoy that and that it, I do share a connection with that. And I was able to turn that kind of on its side and go with it. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so you got introduced and you, you went through these role plays and you just found this connection with sort of like the appreciation you originally had with like preparing food and... I would say my ideal scene lends itself to a a bigger, more family-style Christmas dinner or something along those mm-hmm. lines. So that whole ritual process kind of, of you know, going through the preparations, it, it resonates with me just as much as it resonates with my sir. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so... Okay, we all on this podcast we always go through um safety because obviously a lot of kinks, even though they're very fun, often can be quite dangerous or have implications. So obviously the big one, don't actually eat people. I think we've established <laughs> Sorry, because you know Yep. You know, that kind of actually ruins the fun at the end. Yeah. Um so what do so what else would you say is safety concerns you need to take into account with? So I would, I would preface my answer to this question by is a combination of oh, um, many different fetishes. Uh, you blanked out. Could you go back to I would preface this? Oh, um, yeah. I would preface this answer to this question by first saying that um, it's a, this fetish is a culmination of many different fetishes. And mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is, is to know the safety of whatever fetish it is you're working with. Bondage or heat play or food play or knife play. Any of the things that you could incorporate to a scene like this. Know what you're doing. Um, there are resources out there. Go online. Look it up. Have safety scissors if you're going to be tying someone up. Mm-hmm. Don't use an actually sharp knife. <laughs> um <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. So what you... Anything you're working with, just just essentially know what you're doing. (laughs) Cool. So you like blunt, uh, deliberately blunt kitchen instruments. Right. Um, I actually grabbed a a spare chef's knife Mm -hmm. and dulled it. 
it is it's about as dull on the cutting edge as it is on the top edge. It's not gonna it's not gonna cut anybody. Um, this is one but, of the few fetishes where you can say that you actually have a uh, a set of um, bedroom cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I have a friend who I want to get on here who's into blood play, and trust me, he goes the opposite way and has everything very very sharp. <laughs> so. And if you are if you are into interested in that kind of you know in in perhaps adding blood play and you could do that but again you need to be very cautious about the safety. Oh yeah, um, again right. that that's yeah, an episode see, in itself. Gonna, if, <laughs> yes. See, if you were going to be incorporating blood play, of course you would want to have everything very sharp because that's part of the safety of doing something like that. Um, it's all about just knowing what you're working with. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Um, Some simple th things that I would also recommend, just as just overall things to note, is um, uh, also be aware of mixing food types with sexual activity. Mm -hmm. um, oils are generally not as uh, safe, I would say, to use in if you are, you know. Um, so just be aware of what you're doing. Um, don't go whole hog in and you know start messing around with things like um you know getting chocolate in orifices that you shouldn't be without understanding you know that could breed some nasty things so yeah right. a lot of people don't realize like men can get yeast infections too exactly <laughs> yeah yes on a less health conscious note but a more comfort conscious note olive oil and lube are not the same thing <laughs> very true so, what about coconut oil? Because that seems to do everything nowadays. <laughs> I've heard of people using coconut oil as lube. I've not done it myself, so I'm not sure. Um, I, I think it's a lot more smooth than um, uh, certain lubes. However, <laughs> if I were to say a brand, I would recommend either uh, Boy Butter, which is actually uh, margarine and uh, coconut oil, I think it is. So it's kind of a mix, but it's still a... Oh, sorry. Uh, margarine and silicone, so it is a, a mm -hmm. mix, but it is a bit more close to a actual um, silicone lube. Or there was another one that I found. I'm looking over here on my table, but I don't see it. Um, uh, there was Crisco? another one I found that is uh, Crisco. I've also heard works well. <laughs> yes, I have yes. that one personally. Generations of gay fetish men have widely road tested Crisco. I think at this point. <laughs> Anything that has a nice sensation as you're doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Crisco would be great if you want to start slathering someone a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Or fisting someone. That works, too. Or, or fisting someone. <laughs> well, yeah, you could call it stuffing the turkey. <laughs> you know, stuff that lemon up there to get all the aromatics. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, say someone's listening to this podcast and a light bulb's gone off above their head and they're like, oh my god, this is what I've been turned on by all these years. This is something I myself are into. How would you go about getting started? Where where should people begin if, like, you know, they want to do a chef scene, essentially? I would say starts. Mm -hmm. You may not, uh, especially because a big scene with a, you know, full array of platters and whatnot is going to be, one, expensive, two, uh, most people don't have enough space, or they, you know, they may have roommates that they may not be able to, you know, take over the kitchen to do it with. Start slow. Um, it's usually good, kind of feel out where your 
headspace is. What aspects of it make you aroused? And a good way to do that is some simple bondage. Start off on your bed. Maybe have some, you know, if you're going to be incorporating a little bit of food play, maybe lay down something that will absorb it or, um, you know, at, at least not ruin the bed. And, um, you know, start feeling out what gets you aroused by it, what makes you uh, excited. And start playing on those. And if there's other aspects that you think you want to add in, give them a try one at a time. Um, maybe buy out some knife play and have, you know, a, a knife and a uh, carving fork. <laughs> And, you know, some sensory experience with that. Maybe another time try out, you know, rather than, you know, using, say, your you know, whipped cream and chocolate sauce to start, maybe try with some honey uh, and licking mm -hmm. it off of them. Um, I will actually say honey makes for great jerk-off um, material as well, <laughs> though you do need to be cautious because it is a sugar. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of start slow. And as you go, you can add into that. Um, I am actually small enough that I can fit on a full-size baking sheet, just barely. Uh, but <laughs> if you are a little bit bigger, you can always buy yourself, say, a cheap oil change pan from, say, AutoZone, any of your auto shops, um, or mm -hmm. Amazon. Amazon has plenty of those. They're cheap. They're washable. You can bring them into the shower with you when you're done. Uh, and they're a great way to get the experience of being tied up on a pan. And try it in different positions. Try it on your back missionary style and being trussed up like a turkey. Try it on your front with your arms bound um, in a way that has you more like a suckling pig. <laughs> you know, give it, a, give it a shot and figure out what makes you the most aroused. Uh, what, what gets you going? And kind of where your, your dom can work. Um, I don't know. Does, does that seem like a good uh, place to start, sir? Um, yeah, I think that is... A great place to start. Um, I would also say that you should incorporate any other kinks or fetishes that you have into it, uh, because as I said before, a lot of those things cross over. Um, so if you want to just test the waters, but still have something you're a bit comfortable with, um, you could do something like that. Really, anything, just like any other fetish, anything you want to do that's safe, go for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, another side thought that came into my mind, and I'll uh, is say, and this this would go very well for any of your listeners who have. You can always ease into it by trying out the mindset of being a pig. Uh, pig play is a thing; it's not mm -hmm. a big thing excessively, but it's it's something that I enjoy. Uh, pork chop is actually my pig play persona, uh, so right. I. I enjoy kind of being in that headspace of kind of halfway between human and pig. And it's a great way to ease into it uh, without even really getting into the, you know, setting yourself down onto a pan, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You can start framing the mindset of being a, a, a pig that is going to be raised for your sir's dinner. It gives you an opportunity to kind of understand what it's what it feels like and to frame your mindset in a uh, a cannibal roleplay attitude without mm -hmm. necessarily needing to set up uh, um you know set up a pan and you know get all messy and all that um and it's a good way to kind of test whether or not you actually enjoy that feeling some people might not like the thought of uh of giving themselves over entirely and that's a good way to find out that is really you know you know you don't have to go and spend the night getting completely messy cool um so before we go, there is one last question I'd like to ask. 
Um, in my research, I started looking into this and I found a lot of people define this as a very different fetish from Vore. <laughs> Can you explain from your point of view how they differ? So, so I actually, um, I got into Vore in addition to um, mm-hmm. you know, the cannibalism roleplay. So I, I've kind of seen both sides. I really do mm-hmm. fall on the cannibalism roleplay side of things. Vorphilia is generally your act it's the act of uh getting aroused at eating someone however that often includes um on the software side swallowing them whole um sometimes to the extent of being really um really really soft about it so you know swallowing them whole and hugging them in their belly and then they wake up the next day and poof they're outside and everything uh on the harder side oh go ahead i believe the phrase you used was no pain, extra magic. No pain, extra magic. <laughs> uh, uh, on the harder side of war, it's usually more of a rip and tear kind of thing. It's more uh, visceral in that regard. But it, it still tends to um, be kept as part of war. Um, I see uh, cannibalism roleplay being its own thing because, one, it's usually human-human, so you're not including, say, furries mm-hmm. or anthropomorphic characters. Uh, characters of, of that kind of sort uh to me it feels more realistic and more visceral because it is me that is being involved yeah it vor seems to be very cartoonish sort yeah. of in style i always find absolutely cool. yeah vor tends to be more cartoonish in style um and it tends to lend itself mostly to um online role play um, whereas with this, it's a lot easier to kind of get out there and, you know, physically manipulate someone as the meat. I mean, cool. it is kind of difficult to eat someone whole in person. <laughs> cool. So anything else you guys want to cover or? I think, I, think I think the only other thing I was going to mention was perhaps um, just a few examples of introductory uh, like websites or things. If people wanted a little more information um, the big one that I can think of, um, and I kind of rate them as the most professional mm-hmm. of the um, of the websites that are based around this is, um, and it is female female focused, but it mm-hmm. gives a great representation. Uh, Mookie's Kitchen, which was one of the first websites that I found when I was first learning that oh, there's a broader world to this, um, and, and I'll go ahead and definitely provide a link. Uh, but um, they have a wonderful FAQ that kind of goes into it. Um, they've got lots of photo sets, so you can kind of get an idea of like, oh, these are things that I could potentially do. Um, and it gives some basic starting instructions. So I think it's a good place to, to point people to if you, know, you want some ideas, you want to kind of see how it might look. Um, it's a great start point. Oh, cool. Brilliant. I will include them in the show notes. Um, so you guys have been brilliant. Um, this has opened up a whole new world to me I never knew existed. Uh, well thank um, you for having us oh it's been a pleasure oh um it's been a pleasure for us too thank you thank you if so if our listeners wish to contact you where can they find you uh yeah i am at horns in beef horns and beef on twitter okay (laughs) and i'm at pork chop hog cool all one word brilliant as always, the listeners can find our email address uh, in the show notes. Um, I can be found at 
at uh, Craig the Mouse on Twitter or at bootblackcub at kinky.business on Mastodon. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, you've been brilliant guests. And to our listeners, um, good night. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having us.